0: So I mentioned the other day, I was very, very concerned about Ramaphosa's statement and his, I think, beginning of a conspiracy theory that somebody uh, like Israel might be interfering in the elections, effectively accusing a sovereign state of interfering with an election. Very difficult to deny because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so but, but perhaps preparing the ground Maybe that's what it is, to not accept an election result, continue to focus externally versus internally. To me, that's very dangerous. I was bothered by the fact that our local media barely picked this up. I think it's a massive, potentially a massive story, and I wanted to understand a little bit more about it. Professor André Duvenage, he's a political analyst. He's joined us before. Professor, very, very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you?
1: Morning. I am fine and uh, ready to talk to you,
0: sir. Awesome. So, the I mean, are you as disturbed by these types of comments as I was? I feel like I'm living in a, another universe because our press, our publications barely picked it up.
1: Uh, Yes, I was busy with uh, television interviews in Randburg when the story came through that uh, the security agencies in South Africa Mm -hmm. is on full alert because there's a danger of what the president and others believe could be an attempt of regime change. And it was driven by dangerous external forces. And uh, my honest assessment of the situation at the moment is that from an external environment, I think South Africa's position after the international criminal court case against mm-hmm. Israel is without any doubt a lot more difficult. And uh, there are economic and financial implications to it. For example, what Magnus Aistek said that since 7 October last mm-hmm. year, 1,4 trillion rand in investment has left the country. So there are dangers in that environment, but I haven't picked up in any way an attempt to uh, to uh, degrade the regime or to force uh, the, the country to its regime change. Then after that, I picked up the story and it was said to me that uh, the Mossad unveil a connection between Iran and South Africa, payments done mm-hmm. from Iran for South Africa and for the ANC in particular, uh, paying their debt. And then secondly, also paying for the criminal court case in The Hague and then Also, that South African banks are involved, the banks were named, Mm -hmm. and there were also accounts for Al-Qaeda. Now, this will have far-reaching implications. If this proved to be true, this will have far-reaching implications for South Africa internationally. Mm. I think it could affect the AGOA agreement to give only one example. And it will position South Africa firmly within the the, the, the structures of those states that are opposing the West and by implication Israel. So that is what I know about the content. But on...
0: Sorry, it it was Hamas, not uh, um, Al-Qaeda, but... But, but, but the point is the same is that is that have we created, is there an environment within South Africa that allows um, the funding of, of terror organizations and, uh, and, and what are the links between the, the ANC and Iran? Uh, have they been proven? I, I haven't seen proof of it, but certainly there's, there's a lot of concern around those potential links.
1: Yes. Um, I I must tell you that the the paper I have read has Mm -hmm. uh, referred to Al-Qaeda, but also to Hamas. Oh, that's interesting.
0: Okay, apologies.
1: Just to make the connection Mm -hmm. that South Africa is aligned to terror organizations, not only Hamas, Hezbollah, and Ah. he's closer to Israel, but also to a bigger environment. And they are using our very sophisticated bank system, which we know is one of the strong points in the South African economy and financial sector. But, uh, yes, uh, as you mentioned, there's a lot of speculation. These things are more on the level of intelligence and information Mm -hmm. than strongly verified. But if you read the body language, if you read the statements coming from politicians if you look at the timelines of their programs then it is absolutely clear that the ANC stood a lot closer to the Hamas groups to the Hezbollah and other groupings probably Al Qaeda as well Mm. uh, than to the Western forces and that is why they are following this line and it was interesting yesterday evening and i had to have make a lot of comments even towards moscow about uh, the the state of the nation address in south africa and it was clear he didn't refer to the israel context well it was so interesting that 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 south africa will align yes align itself towards the 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 southern countries
0: Mm, mm. why do you think it was that he You know, I think he said more about the Palestinian-Israel conflict in prior sonars. This was almost a deliberate, I thought, uh, he almost deliberately circumvented it. What do you think?
1: Yes, I have no doubt, and that was also my analysis, that uh, what he did with the State of the Nation address yesterday evening was to promote his political party, the ANC, in an indirect way and he avoided all the major challenges by not referring to them. And that is why many people are saying this morning that uh, uh, Rama uh, fairy tale, they are talking he is presenting fairy tales he is completely out of touch with the reality of South Africa. And I think one aspect that he touched was clearly the israeli context and the implications of this financially and otherwise for south africa
0: yeah it, it is really fascinating to see the that, uh, that that he did avoid it do you think that they are concerned about anything coming to light we saw naledi pandor uh, in an interview said something like well i've been accused of being a i think the legal arm of hamas and working for isis who is isis she made that that a very very flippant comment about not uh, not knowing who isis is Uh, do you think that that was and she was quite um almost snarky in the way she was responding. Do you think that that was a deliberate attempt to push it away? Why do you think they're not dealing with this?
1: Well, uh, I have seen an Aleri Pandor in Muslim clothes, Mm -hmm. and it seems as if she is orientated towards the Muslim religion. And by just presenting herself in that way, is giving a lot away. But I believe that there are huge concerns within the ANC that the connection with Iran and specifically finances coming from Iran towards the ANC will be problematic. And my take on it was that the whole argument of regime change mm-hmm. was a bit of a counter on the former and they are concerned it will come in the open because it's against uh, ANC driven legislation which prohibited external countries to finance political parties. And the motivation for that was that they, they, the ANC, are concerned that opposition parties like the DA and others may receive financial support from uh, sources outside of South Africa and now they are in that position and the best way to deal with this is to create an enemy and now the enemy is the West and other countries and if you have an enemy you can present yourself as the better one and uh, measuring mm-hmm. yourself against the enemy you are putting forward. And uh, my assessment is that that was the logic behind the scene and the reason for the comments coming from the presidency as well as the position taken by Naledi Pandor.
0: Which is so fascinating because, of course, ironically, it's the very thing that the ANC is doing, is trying to uh, interfere with another country. So that is very, very um, ironic. Indeed, we do need to leave it there. Professor Andre Duvenage, political analyst, giving us his view on the ANC using the ICJ case to push for a regime change or new alliances before the upcoming elections. It's 8.47.